Luke 20, Luke 14. And verse 25 to verse 35, I, I would bypass reading all of that since I have the last few weeks. And so we're going to pick up at verse 25 and verse 26. We're going to pick up there tonight. So verse 25 says, now great multitudes went with him. They went with Jesus. Great multitudes. A lot of people today claim in our world that they are followers of Christ. And boy, they, they, they only follow Christ as long as it don't cross their belief. But they're followers of Christ. And he turned and said to them, God, he was getting ready to separate and make a separation and make a spiritual line in the sand to separate those that desire just to follow. And you determine what you're going to follow or not. You determine that. You determine how far you're going to follow. I remember somebody was in, uh, I think it was out there in the golf course. I can't remember. Someone was lost. It was in our neighborhood. And I said, well, follow me. And then I, I would point to where you need to go. And so they, they was behind me, and, and I was going slow. And I was pointing, you, you need to drive down there. That's where it's at. But you know what? They were still following me. They knew how to follow. So I had to, I had to turn and take them physically to, to, to the restaurant in the golf course area. Well, those people was good followers. They was following me to a T. Now, there are some people that follow and have followed to a certain point. So the Lord turned around and he asked him a question. Uh, he, he, he told him something. If anyone comes to me, if you're going to accompany me, if you're going to be my companion, if you want to walk with me, and you come to me and you, and, and you do not hate your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers, and your sisters. And then he said, yes and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And so this is the words of Jesus. So what is a disciple? A disciple is a learner. A learner is a pupil. And so being a learner, you follow someone else teaching. And so if you follow the teaching, you're going to follow it to the T, whether you agree with it or not, you're going to follow it. And this is where we get a lot of people that, that want to live for God mixed up. They'll follow as long as they agree with it. But when they hear something that they don't agree with or it bucks their tradition and everything, they don't want to follow the Lord. And so, but a disciple it's different than a follower. Going to follow somebody else teaching. 
A disciple is a pupil. And a pupil is a student. A student is engaged in learning. And if you're engaged in learning, you, you're taking what you hear. You're trying to reason and get understanding. And when you understand it, you're trying to apply it to your life. That's engaging in learning. And if you are a disciple, a student, a pupil, then you're learning from somebody you trust. And so if you are a disciple, you must have trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you must have trust that his word is true. Good to see you, Sister Franks. And so that's what a disciple is. So the Lord said, he said, now, if you want to accompany me, you want to follow me, you're going to follow my teaching, you're going to do everything that I ask you to do. If you're going to come to me, you, you can't come to me unless you hate your mother. Those are some hard words. Your father, your wife, your children, your sisters, your brothers, and even your own life. Now, we understand that word hate. We don't apply the English meaning there. The Greek meaning means to love less. The Lord never said don't love your mother, your father, your wife, your children. Look, I mean, I, I, I'm about to shout up here when, when Sister Hannah testified. Because I, I love my daughter. And I'm happy for her. But the Lord said I cannot be a disciple of him if I love something more then I love God Almighty. Good to see you, Brother Renee. We miss you Sunday. Were you watching? You used the one I fed. What was you eating? <laughs> no, I'm just picking. <laughs> I'm just picking. I'm just picking. I'm just picking. And so he, he said this here. So a follower, not all followers are disciples, but every disciple is a follower. And so we're going to hit a couple of scriptures, and then we're going to progress. We're going to move a little farther tonight, and I'm going to find a place to jump off on. So let's go back to, I believe it is uh, Matthew 22. By the way, Pastor R. Jackson never talked about the word that God gave her for Sunday. Then she ministered. The power of prayer. Ain't that right, Sister Henrietta? You told us. The church prayed for you in the tabernacle, and God answered that prayer. Matthew 22. Elder, wait for me at John 14 and verse 15. Matthew 22 and verse 34. We, we know this, but I, I need to cover it again. I want you to try to catch something here. But when the Pharisees heard, when they understood, when they came to know that he, he is Jesus, has silenced the Sadducees. They closed their mouth. They didn't have an answer. They gathered together. Now, the Pharisees, we understand, 
was a religious set during the time of Jesus. They, they was, really they was prideful people. They was arrogant. They was condescending. Because uh, they, they tried to live the Old Testament law to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T. And if you didn't live the law like they did, then you, you, you was just a nobody to them. You just a dirty old sinner. And so the Pharisees, they heard, they heard that he had silenced the Sadducees. The Sadducees was a religious sect also. They believed in the law also. Except they didn't believe that there would be a resurrection arising from the dead. And when they heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the bag of fleas said, I mean, the Pharisees said, trying to wake some of y'all. I've seen some of my eyes going like this. Look, we only got 30 minutes to 9 o'clock. When they heard that, they gathered together. They said, man, you, you know what? Let's come up with a plan and let's see, can we trip him up? And so the scripture says this here. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question. And question is italicized, asked him, tested him, trying to prove him and saying, teacher, watch this here. What is the great commandment in the law? I want to know what the great commandment in the law is. And the Lord responded. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your thought, with all your feelings. You shall love him not only with all your heart, but with all your soul. And the soul is, is your very breath. Remember, the Bible said that he breathed in the nostril of man, and man became a living soul. He said, you got to love him with the very breath that God gives you to breathe. You got to love him with your breath, with your intellect. You got to love him with your mind, your deep thoughts. Your meditations, your imagination. You got to love him with your understanding. Now watch this here. He said, this is the first and great commandment. So if we love anything else more than we love God, there is a breach in our relationship. And whatever you love more than you love God... The enemy, he's going to make himself aware of it. And somehow he's going to try to manipulate what you love more than God and try to use that to entice you to walk out of the hands of God. So he said, this is the first and great commandment. The first commandment, you got to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now, watch this here. And the second, notice what he said, and the second, these two are not equal. 
He said the second is like it. It's like the first. Now watch this here. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if we really look at this, he's saying the same thing as he's saying to be, a quali- to be qualified to be a disciple. The second is like it. You must love your neighbor as yourself. Now, when you have the first commandment down, you love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, then everything else you love the way God intends for you to love it. So watch this here. The second man, the second one, it's like unto it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Wait a minute. Oh, man, I'm going to get in trouble. One, one of the problems, I, I don't know why this guy, uh, I read it on my, my, my news feed, uh, DJ Twitch or something like that. They found out that he committed suicide. When you talk to some people, and I'm not judging, I want you to hear me. Some people that have these tendencies, it, it comes from them not loving their self. They feel like they don't live up to certain expectations. They're not being affirmed or confirmed by the world. And the enemy lied to them, and he'll tell them to go ahead and take your life. Your misery just begin if you ever take your own life. But notice what he's saying here. The second commandment is like the first. Love your neighbor as yourself. Listen, friend, when you love God with everything that you have and there's no breach in your relationship with God, God's going to let you see yourself the way he sees you. And all of a sudden, you'll begin to love the person that God has called you to be. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Oh, man, let me just, let me just stay here while I'm here. Appeal is not going to do it. Therapy's not going to do it, friend. We got to have the first commandment and not let it be a breach. You hear what God said through the handmaiden tonight? God told her, hey, no man done this. I turned some away, and I turned the hearts of men to you, my daughter. Don't tell me she's struggling with herself tonight. She know that God loves her, and God is pleased with her. I don't got off track, but I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I bind the spirit of suicide. Your life has value in the sight of God. God loves you. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. But you cannot know the love of God until you allow God to love you and you love him more than anything in this world. I am off track. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Watch this. He said the second is likened unto it. 
Love your neighbor as yourself. Then when you look at the word neighbor in the Greek, I didn't look it up, but I, I know what it means. It, it ain't like your neighbor next door. They need to keep their dog in their own yard. Man, one time I went around there, there was some poop in my grass. I got that little, little, what's that little thing, the shovel, and I didn't know I was that strong. I went like that, and it stuck on their wall. One of the turns slid down the wall. Said, don't be messing my yard, Jack. You know, my wife would go, oh, honey, don't do that. Go in the house. I don't know. I got on turds. Let's, let's keep going here. He, he's not talking about that type of neighbor. Well, we might as well go home. We ain't going home. Hey, why are you taking your kids out? I didn't say nothing bad. Where are you going? <laughs> I'll just pick it. So a neighbor is someone that is in close proximity to you. Notice what he said in Luke 14. He said, you can't be my disciple if you love your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers, your sisters, and even your own life. He named people that was in close proximity to them, that was close to them. He said, you got to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, friend, you, you cannot, oh, my God, love yourself the way you should if you have not fulfilled the first commandment. This is why the world can entice people. I'm about to get in trouble. This is why we have different fashions that the world have. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. This is the reason why we wear our hair a certain way. And, oh, man, I don't want to get on some of you guys in these skinny jeans. You know what? Because we're trying to enhance ourselves. Because the world has set a standard and said, if you don't measure up to this, but friend, when you love God with everything that you have, you will love yourself and love your neighbor. Who's my neighbor? She's my neighbor. She's my neighbor. She's my neighbor. He's my neighbor. He's my neighbor. He's my neighbor. You know why? Because you're my brothers and my sisters. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost. But there cannot be a breach in your relationship. Now, since we, we're in the will of God on, on time. No, we're not. We're in the will of God. Time, I, Elder, I forgot to have you to read a scripture. You cannot let that happen again. 
Revelation chapter 2, verse 1 to 7. Elder, wait for me in Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 through 20. Elder's a private man, but he's a good man. And when somebody told me, you just let God just shake you like a tree in that second service. I'll come and show us what he did. No, I'm just picking. <laughs> Revelations chapter 2, verse 1. Elder, once I read verse 1, then we're going to read. We, we, we'll just cover this. And one more. And we'll jump off here tonight. To the angel of the church at Ephesus, right? These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Brother Mike, you would have been proud of Sister Melanie. I gave her some hard stuff to read on Sunday. You wouldn't have been proud of it, but you weren't here. But anyway, so I want you to know your bishop missed you. Let's talk about this. <laughs> I know you're probably out for a good reason. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at Sister Madeline. No, I'll just pick it. <laughs> she handled those words like a champ. So I got some hard ones for coming up here soon. So I want you to understand what is the seven uh, stars and the seven golden lampstands. Elder's going to read so you can understand what he's talking about before we move a little bit farther. So let's read Revelation 1, and what did I give you? Verse 17. Anytime you're ready. For the night's up. <laughs> the board. Oh, Revelation 2 and 17. Brother Nathan, we, we just talked in the office. <laughs> what are you doing? Brother Miranda, what? I know you want to go home. He told me, Bishop, he said, I love you, but if you don't want to go to jail, you're going to finish at night tonight. <laughs> I'm just picking. I'm just picking, Brother Nathan. I tell Brother Nathan, I, he's hard to read because I can joke with Sister Moreno, and she just look at me like I'm crazy. So he got that, but... All right, Elder, 1 to 17. He told it on you. I didn't. Watch this here. And when he, I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he said, he laid his hands right on, on his, sorry, his right hand on me, saying to me, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. So, man, the Lord is talking here. He's letting them know if anybody thinks there's more than one God, just listen to the next few scriptures. He said, I am. We can stop right there. I am. I am the first and I am the last. Watch this here. I am he who, was, who lives and was dead. Oh, he said, I am he who lives and was dead. Our God is not still in the tomb. I mean, I don't want to start preaching right here. Our God is still not hanging on the cross. Even though people still wear him around the neck and he's hanging on the cross. That's not my God. He's not on the cross. 
Oh, let's keep going before I get in trouble. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Ooh, look at the Lord bragging on himself. Watch this here. Oh, man. And then he said amen, amen. to his own saying. <laughs> That's bad to the bone. That's kind of like Sister Hildebrand throwing some extra words in those prophecies. I let myself. Now I'm just picking by the spirit. I'm just picking. I'm just picking. Calm down, Pastor Hildebrand. I'm just picking. He, he looked at me, Bishop. That's my wife, man. It's my wife. All right, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just picking. Watch this here. And I have the keys of Hades and of debt. Woo! Let's keep going. Write the things which you have seen. And the things which are, and the things which will take place after this, the mysteries of the seven stars. Now watch this here, the mysteries of the seven stars, the thing that was uh, covered, that was, was hidden, now he's fit to uncover. So the mystery of the seven stars, watch this here. Which you saw in my right hand. Where, where were they? In his right hand. In his right hand, and that's symbolic of what? Friend, we don't ever want to get out of the right hand of God. We won't, we won't, we won't go there. Let's keep going. Watch this here. And the seven golden candlesticks. I'm sorry, lamps. That's all right. We know what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. Now, watch this here. So, he said the seven stars are the seven angels of the churches. The angel is the messenger. When you look it up in the Greek, the messenger is the pastor. So the seven stars are the seven angels. They're the seven pastors to the church. And thank God, watch this here. Everyone that's a pastor, they're not in God's right hand. Because God didn't call everyone to be a pastor. There are some men that call themselves to be a pastor. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. There's organizations that call people to be a pastor. None of them are in the right hands of God. You better hear me. But if God called you to be a messenger, then you better stay in his right hand. And so my prayer is, God, don't ever let me get out of your right hand. Let me just pause right here. I, I had a good conversation with your dad, uh, brother, brother Joshua is your first name, right? And he said, he said, let me tell you about him. He said, he's such a bad kid when growing up and stuff. I said, Bishop, you should keep your eye on him. I'm just picking. I had a great conversation with him. He had told us, Prophet Massey, that somebody came through and prophesied to him that he was going to be an apostle. Say, stand there, Elder. We're not done. And when, when Prophet Master and I went down and we chatted, there are some other things we had to put in order. But he told me there's a gentleman in his church. He told me a lot of things, but let me tell you this. Gentleman in his church, about 65 years old, he, he, his home is Mexico. And I, don't, I forgot what village, even if I knew it, I probably couldn't pronounce it. And um, the times he's been there to visit home, he has talked about the gospel. Well, there's three people there that, that wants to be baptized. Here's the true man, true man of God. He came to 
to Pastor Salazar. He said, do you give me permission? Those are the type of people that God sent into your father. Do you give me permission to baptize? Pastor Salazar said, yes, you, you can baptize them. And so they just don't let anybody in wherever that place is. They don't let outsiders in. So he told him, he said, I will ask them when I go, can I bring you down there? He also asked your dad, he said, can, can you purchase 10 Bibles for me to take? This is why we're going to support him. He'll be able to purchase as many Bibles as he wants. Here's the beauty. Now this guy is going to be going back and forth. And here he is in Spring Branch. He's in the right hands of God because out of the church in Spring Branch, now he's got an attachment in Mexico. When you're in the right hands of God, Man, I got excited when he told me about that. He may never get a chance to go there, but he got somebody from the church that's going there that's attached to him. Man, I am messing up tonight. The seven stars, the messengers, the pastors is in the right hand of God. Let's keep going, Elder. You, 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 you're wasting some time here tonight. Watch this here. <laughs> and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. Now, the seven lampstands are the seven churches. This is interesting. And watch this here. Is that it? That's it, sir. That's the end of chapter. Okay, that's good. So he walked. I think I'm going to read that part. He walked in the midst of the seven lamps. Let's go to verse two. I want you to stay on it. It has something to do with a breach in love. Verse, chapter two, verse one. We're going quick. Who else plan can come up here and sit? To the angels of the church of Ephesus, right? These things says he. Who's the he? Don't be scared. Say, who's the he? Are y'all sure? Half, y'all over here, over here, they're asleep. Anyway, but yeah, he, he is the Jesus. <laughs> the he who holds the what? Where, where does he hold him? And who walks where? Of the seven what? And they represent what? We can never have a church service that God is not walking in our midst. We don't ever want to learn how to have church. How to have good church, friend. We got to have God walking in our midst every time we gather together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen in the house of the living God. And we know I wasn't in here for that testimony, but Brother Mario in the worship, the testimony, and God speaking through the handmaiden, we must have him walking in the midst of this congregation. All right, we're going to hear up. Okay. Ten more minutes. He said to them, I know your works. I know your deeds, your doings, your labor. I know your effort. I know that you're giving everything that you have. I want you to listen to this. 
your patience and that you cannot bear those who are evil. Listen to these credentials. And you have tested those who say they are apostles, saying they're sin of God and are not. And you have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored. Watch this here. For my name's sake and have not become weary. But listen to what he said in verse 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You have left your first love. You have departed. You have turned away. I, I don't, I, I, the family that I think God is talking to, I don't see some of you here tonight. You better hope and pray you're watching by live stream. Because this is exactly what you have done. You have left, you have departed your first love. What is the first and great commandment? With all you are? So their first, they left their first love. God is our first love. It didn't matter everything else they have done. He said, I have this against you. Hey, you can't go any farther. You have left your first love. And listen, as a corporate body, we're not going to do it. With the help of the Lord, this is why the Joshua team and those that minister, our responsibility, friend, it's to allow you to build a relationship with God. It's to point you to God, not to our personality, not to our charisma. Our, our responsibility is to get you to fall in love with God. And so, if we depart, watch this here, as a body, that means not only as a corporate body, individuals make up the body. And you got to make sure if you're an individual in here, you have not left your first love. Watch this here. He said, remember, therefore, for where you have fallen. They were fallen. He said, you sin. When you walked away from your first love, because that is a commandment. What is the first, what is the great commandment? Love God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. He said, you've fallen. Something else has creeped in. Something has come in that you love more than you love God. And he said, you have fallen. Not only did he say you have fallen, look what he said right here. He said, uh, Remember, therefore, where you've fallen, repent and do the first works. Or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. I don't want God to remove this church. And we learn how to have church without God. I don't want God to remove me, a removed, oh my God, out of my place. What happened to these people? Handmaiden said it the other night, powerful prayer during prayer meeting. 
They love the gifts more than the giver of the gifts. They love the ministry more than the God that gave them the ministry. They love the accolades and the confirmation and the confirming. And they love the anointing and the way it feels more than God Almighty himself. And God loved them enough and God called them out on it. You've done all of this, but I have this against you. Friend, you got to love me more than anything in the world. Don't let it be a breach in your relationship with God. Now, watch this here. We're just about done for tonight. Uh, he said, remember, therefore, for where you have fallen. Repent and do the first work, works. Or else I will come to you. How? And remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. God has been pretty plain in the gifts. Whoever he's talking to, I don't know if you have much time to live. God, at the end of it last week, used, used I think the first time it was handmade, and he used Sister Kimley. Did I get that right? And the Lord said, remember, and next week may be the last week that I minister on this. But God said, when I lift it, then his mercy has stopped. Friend, you better check and make sure that there's not something in your life that you love more than you love God. Man, let me tell you what I feel. God has been good to you. God brought you out. God has blessed the work of your hands. God has touched your mind. And all of a sudden, you want to love something else more than you love God? That's a slap in the face of God Almighty. We're just about there. You don't think while well, I'm sitting there studying this and I'm not sitting there repenting and making sure in, in my mind when nobody knows, God, don't let me get ahead of you. Don't let me think highly of myself than what you think. God, don't let me take the credit and the glory for anything. God, help me to keep you where you're supposed to be. I don't want to lose my first love. And let something else creep in. We're just about there. We're going to read here in just a second one more passage of Scripture. I just got one more thing to say. But let me finish this out here. He said this, but you have, this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. The Nicolaitans is the guy named with Nicholas. He was the head of this set, and he was like Balaam. All he was trying to do is cause the people of God to fall. He was telling them it was all right to eat food and things that's offered to idols. He was letting them know, he says, okay, to, to, to commit fornication. Listen, he was putting a stumbling block before the people. And these people hated that. They didn't like him doing that. Just like I don't like, I don't like, I don't like what our government is doing. 
I don't care if they hear me. I don't care if they try to mark us online. I don't like what they're doing. You can't bring same-sex marriage and say it's equal to a man and a woman. You cannot do that. They don't have the authority to do that. And I had it. I want them to know I had it. Man. And you little weasel that get on there and be trying to make comments on live stream, you are a weak individual. Any dummy could get on there and talk behind the keyboard strokes. And you're dumb enough to be there listening. God is trying to talk to you, dummy. You, we might as well call sin like it is. Somebody say amen. Amen. I, I, you, you know what the Bible says? I am getting off track. When you go to Daniel, say the last days, the Antichrist, I don't think he's the Antichrist, but he's, he's definitely paving the way for him. They think they can change times and laws. The word of God said, God, he made male and female. He didn't make Adam and Steve, friend. He made Adam and Eve. And you can't shut us down. I'm sorry. I just feel the whole. You can't shut it down. Anyway, they hated the deed of the Nicolaitans because this joker was like what our world is doing today. And all you caught up in this political stuff, you got Republicans, Democrats, Independents, all of them agreeing with that stuff. I don't like it. I don't like it. We was founded on God. Even a dollar bill said in God we trust. Not in, I'm finna get in trouble. Not in Biden we trust. Not in the Congress we trust. Not in the Senate we trust. My, 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 my. I'm about to get in trouble. Listen. We need to finish. But something is just on me. It burns me up where people can't see this. In order to get your vote, we get, we need to keep this person in office because they're going to make sure we have stuff. Don't you see what the enemy is doing? He is buying your vote. The Bible said, God said, I will supply every need that you have. He may use mankind, but God is the one that supplies your needs. Okay, we're closing on this. You, you can sit. It's just going to take two minutes. So if you have lost your first love, I'm going to show this principle. He said, remember where you have fallen. The Lord said for me to tell this congregation tonight that some of us need to take a journey back in our mind and look for that place where we allow something else to come in and replace our first love. And when you find where you lost it, you need to repent and ask God to forgive you.
Mm. Woo. All right, we're closing on this. Elder, I'm closing my Bible and you're going to read this. Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through verse 49. It's just a principle here. You got to go back and you got to look. You got to walk through, through your heart and your mind and say, God, is there anything that I have allowed in that I love more than I love you? And God, if something has replaced your love, God, I'm asking you to forgive me. And I'm asking God that you give me the strength to begin to obey that first and great command, to love you with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. You see, if you're going to love God like that, we're going to trust him. I am talking to you. I don't know where you're at, but God's going to listen. If he'd done that for her, he's going to do it for you. I'm telling you he's going to do it. I know it don't make it any easier to just to hear me say it because I'm not going through it. But I was proud of you on Sunday, watching you praying with these young people and stuff. The enemy is trying to rob you of everything. He'll try to say, where is God? He's in the same place he always been. That word Sunday, I thought about you. God just said, hey, I brought you there. Don't try to pray this thing off. I'm trying to show you a side of me that you have never seen before, that you may know me. Let's read this, Elder. Somebody said, you said was going home. I heard you. Oh, let me tell you where he's sitting at. You're sitting in the sanctuary somewhere. Watch this here. Spirit of God is working. <laughs> His spirits went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. Let's keep going. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. So they had a custom. They went up there. I think the custom got to the place where for mom and dad, you know, it was just routine. Sometimes when we do the same thing, we can get casual about it. And then we get casual about it, we lose our focus. So watch this here. They, at the custom of the feast, watch this here. When they had finished the days. <laughs> that thing says 9 o'clock. <laughs> well, you better reset it again. <laughs> I don't know who it was. I, I want to look at you, Brother Vic. I don't mess with you. The way you jumped on that old man stealing yourself. Man, I love you just like I love Brother Moreno over there. Y'all good people. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Okay. As they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. Ooh, Jesus lingered, but they, they kept going. Let's keep going. <laughs> and Joseph, his father, Joseph, his mother, and did not know it. They, they didn't even... They didn't even they know it. When I got there the day, I said, no, let's just keep going. Watch this here. But supposing him to have been in the company, mm-hmm. they went a day's journey. They went a day's journey. And sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. Sometimes when we lose our first love, you can't, you can't go to your relatives or your acquaintances and your brothers and sisters. You got to do what the word of God said on Sunday 
You're going to find him in the tabernacle. You got to go straight to God. We're hearing. We're not going to spell from it. Let's keep going. Watch this here. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. So they didn't find him. They just didn't throw their hands up in the air. They returned to Jerusalem seeking him. God said, tonight, somebody better seek him and find out wherever they lost their first love. You better go and find it. You know where you left it. Now watch this here. Now, so it was after, that after three days. It took them three days. But thank God they kept looking. And look where they found him. They found him in the temple. We'll stop right there, Elder, because I know we need to go home. You go ahead and strong. They found him where, Elder? In the temple. In the, in the temple. Then we hear the word of God talks about you in the tabernacle. They found him in the house of God. The Lord said, if you seek him with a sincere heart tonight, then you're going to find out where you let something else come in to be your first love. And you got to push that thing back out. Woo! It's a shame. Let me go back to when, when I can watch on live stream, when I looked and seen people communicating with each other. And they hate it every time I say it, but I'm going to say it again. And they're trying to figure out when the right time to slip out of church. And I can tell you what event they was going to. Jesus is not your first love. That event and your family participating in it was more important. Did you want the man of God to hair up? Or the woman of God, hair up and finish the service. When God is reaching for your soul, you got to go back and find him. Where did I lose him? Where, where did I let something else come in? Friend, I have watched some time when I asked everyone, and I'm just doing what I feel in God. I'm not writing everything, but when I ask, when we close our eyes and lift our hands, I watch some in defiance. They don't do it simply because Bishop said it. You have lost your first love. Because I'm only the mouthpiece of God. When you look at it as a man, your relationship with God is, is twisted. We got to find it tonight. We're not finished. Oh, my God, we're nowhere close to being finished. Because before God can entrust, before he can give us some things, this is the reason why it went well. You've been the board member, and he asked, he's going to be having you come up and minister. You know why? Because you have no problem submitting. God tested you early on, and you've done well. Listen, everybody is going to go through something, and God's going to see where your love is at. You wait till I cover some stuff next week. Before God can get some, God said, now, he asked. I didn't bring your name up. He asked about you. I didn't bring up about you preaching. Your wife did. No, I did. 
<laughs> I just had to pick it. <laughs> See if it poked me with that pen. Pow! <laughs> but God said, God said, I know where he's at. I'm going to get in trouble. I mean, we, we not, we, we're not letting the cat out of the bag. Come on up here, Pastor Hillebrand. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Ooh. Now, if your wife told you to come, you would have came quicker. <laughs> he said, he don't want to be called a baby. <laughs> There, there's things that some of you never, you, you'll never see. There, there would be a time, come and join us, sister. Hey, man, you got the, got the babies there? I want to make a point and we're going to pray. I, I, I. There's going to be a time, and I'm not looking forward to it. I am not looking forward to it. But I will obey God. There's going to be a time that God's going to send them out to pastor. I, I'm just going to just speak. We already know about Minister Jensen. When they go out, they're going out as co-pastors. Still, he'll be the authority. What you don't see, when people look, they, they just think that he, he, just, he just does whatever the bishop tells him to do. I remember we had some ministers here, and they was telling some of them what, that if you ask Pastor Moore, they would tell you some of the guys used to tell him, you're just a flunky, whatever that means. They never would come to me. You, you just do what Bishop tells you to do. But look what he's doing now. And he's, whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost. He is succeeding in the will of God. When he obeyed, and it, it wasn't easy all the time. It was not. I know I've done things that got on his nerve. I know I said no when he wanted yes sometimes. He never came out and said it, but he sure alluded to it when he ministered. <laughs> what people have seen, there's times I sat and talked with handmaiden. And it took her a while to recover. And I was just so nice. But the thing is, she took it to heart what I had to say. And she adjusted some things. And look at all nine the gifts working in her. So she's a disciple, friend. Before God can entrust her with those gifts, he had to know where her love was at. And that's time we had conversation one time. And, you know, I waited. And I know he was being tormented by the enemy. And he tormented himself. And the Lord said, don't say anything. You will never see this. You would never see it. And so he came in the office and I said, hey, man, how do you feel about something? 
he dropped his head. He said, I just feel like I'm all by myself. So we talked. And God gave some direction. That's what I'm here for. Not one time have he ever bucked it. Not once. You don't think God watched your submission? Not only are they going to be co-pastoring, whenever they go, they're not going to be going to a church that's just starting. This is why he's in the position he's in. God already knew. This is why she's the assistant pastor. I wasn't planning on saying all this, but I'm going to, I'm just going to, just let me fill out God. For, for some of you, you want certain things, but your love is not in the right place. And God can't put some things in your hand. And you know what? According to Alton, you get mad at the man of God. Well, bitches just play favoritism. Yeah, yeah. If God said, I'm going to do what God said. I am beyond trying to please man. And I'm not worried because, hey, you're not going to stop the growth of this church. It's not going to happen. You should have heard Pastor Salazar today. He done exactly what we asked him to do. We want Lord on his, and he said how everything is falling in line. And so there's times that, that, that we talk and just give some direction. Listen, you in leadership, there's going to be times that your bitch is going to have to talk to you. Or it's going to be this leadership that have to talk to you. doesn't matter. It's a process. So, the way God spoke to me about Pastor Barlow, I was at my house, minding my own business, and the Spirit of the Lord arrested me. I know some of y'all are ready to go home. I'm going to finish what I'm saying, because <laughs> it may be you. And the Lord said, notice the pattern. Now, God may not keep the same pattern. I go, oh, no. 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 God said, notice the pattern. So they're being prepared. And there are some things that I have just put in his hands. There are some things that are put in her hands. But their love, their love for God is where it's supposed to be. Here's the last thing. That day they was up here, I called the people up here. And I, and the Lord told me to do it. It was so difficult. It was difficult. Because I didn't know how she was going to receive it. I had looked up and I noticed she wasn't there once. And it came the second time. And listen, she loved her kids She'll fight the devil. She'll fight him. She'll fight everybody for those kids. But the Lord told me to speak to him. And I spoke to her. And the Lord said, do it publicly. And you understand I've done it with love. And he took it 
And he said he was going to apply it. So you see why God is elevating him. So if before God can entrust and give some things, we're going to talk about this next week. Your love must be where God wanted to be. He must be first. Have you watched the elevation in her ministry? Now she can get up and just do offering and there's a move of God. I just say, well, Lord, I ain't preaching tonight. We got a new pastor around here. <laughs> no, I'm just picking. No, I'm just picking, Sister Ruth. <laughs> you notice the elevation there? There's, that elevation comes from God. You notice the elevation is here? Anything I ask her to do. So God is saying, we got to go back and someone's got to look. And we got to see where we left our first love. And we got to pick it back up. I am talking to some people in here tonight. I'm talking to some of you tonight. Some of you are not involved. One, you, you think you're above some things. You don't want to get involved. The reason why you're not involved, because you don't love God more than some other things. Our first love. Let's stand all over because this music is just making me just slow down and just. Come on, keep playing, sister. You're doing a good job, Sister Council. You know some people, when, when I had you up there in ministry, and I'm going to have you minister it again. You know some people, they don't know the battle and the choices you had to make and the voices she still deals with. But she chose God. And choosing God over everything. This is why there's an anointing. God said, I can put this gift in, in you to minister the word of God. But there's others. Boy, I'm finna get in trouble. I know what God said the other day and God confirmed it. I am praying. I said, God, I got to see it. I am telling you. You may never hear me say it again from the pulpit. But I want you to know your bishop is praying, God, you said, and I want it to come to pass. You know exactly what I, I, I want it to happen. God said it's going to happen. I'm getting upset. And you do love God. And you love God more than anything. I bind the hand of the enemy trying to hold back the promises and the prophecy that God has made to that family. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I bind the hand of the enemy. God in the heavenlies, God. I loose the supernatural that need to rest upon her for it to come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let's close our eyes and lift our hands. Somebody need to walk back in their mind and find out where where did where did I lose it? Where have I fallen? 